The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, member of the Wells, on April 21, 2013, based on Revelation 7, verses 9 through 17. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit shows us the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, our Shepherd, is the second lesson today, Revelation 7, verses 9 through the end of the chapter, verse 17. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple, and He who sits on the throne will spread His tent over them. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. She had big dreams. A career, family, even grandchildren someday. Her dreams kept her working hard through school and then on the job. Days were often long and hard, but her dreams kept her going. How did it all turn out for her? You never know in this life. All of us know how dreams and hopes can inspire us and and keep us going, working hard. But we also know, don't we, how shattered dreams are like sharp pains and how disappointed hopes so easily hurt. So often, reality rudely awakens us. But dear Christian friends, we all share a common dream that will not disappoint. In fact, as the reality of this world disintegrates in flames, this dream stands even more permanent. Our Lord gave the Apostle John a glimpse of this dream. And through these words that the Holy Spirit gave the Apostle to record for us, we too share that dream. The dream 
of where the Lamb is leading us. That's the theme here today. Dear Christian friends, dream of where the Lamb leads us. For we will be delivered from this present tribulation. That's the first part. And we will stand forever dressed in blood-washed robes. Part two. We must, through much tribulation, enter the kingdom of God. That's what the Apostle Paul told the new Christians in the cities of Lystra, Derbe, Iconium, and Pisidian Antioch on his first missionary journey. And how aptly that word describes this present life, this existence in this world, tribulation. Ever since the fall into sin, we have been hard-pressed on every side. By the sweat of our brow, we eke out each day, only to struggle the same the next day until we return to dust. And just the events of this past week brought that home to us again, didn't they? The two bombs that exploded at the finish line of the Boston Marathon killed three, maimed and hurt many others. And maybe worst of all, it shattered our sense of safety and security, ripping it out apart like shrapnel. And then two days later, in West Texas, the fertilizer plant there explodes, killing at least 14, many of them first responders and firemen, destroying dozens of homes. What happens to hopes and dreams when all you have is lost or your loved one does not come back? But why are we surprised when these things happen? It's almost as if we're expecting this world to be somewhat decent. And yet, since Genesis chapter 3, Creation itself has been groaning away, held in bondage to sin and decay. Even God's greatest blessings, like sharing in his creative work by giving birth to a child, have become filled with pain and sorrow. Or on a more personal kind of note as well, we often look at our lives and expect life to treat us somewhat fairly, And then when others are unkind towards us or our dreams don't work out, we feel that that rejection, that loss, that pain, that hopelessness. Why would we expect anything good from this world? This life is tribulation, yes. Why would we expect anything good from this world since... This world is in open rebellion against God, who alone is the source of all that is good. And as we see the tribulation of this life, we also realize that even even in our fellow Christians, even in the best of them, there is still that powerful, sinful nature. And so why are we surprised if at times they may treat us unkindly as well? This life is tribulation. Yes, dear friends, this life 
is a dreary desert with the scorching sun beating down on us? Why should we be surprised at, 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 at uh, troubles and, and adversities? For we should expect them just as we would expect the desert sun to be hot and the desert sand to be burning. Yes, this life is tribulation. Oh, at times God may, in his mercy, bless us with a little oasis and certainly, dear Christian friends, enjoy or, uh, uh, find, find gladness in those earthly blessings the Lord does give us. Give thanks for them and gladly use them. But don't build your joy on them. For all the oases of this life are, are passing away. Don't build your hopes and dreams on what this life might give you. For this life is tribulation. And the book of Revelation makes that clear with very vivid images as it shows that this dreary desert of this life is filled with war, poverty, famine, disease, death, persecution, and worst of all, false doctrines blotting out the saving light of the scriptures. Don't build your hopes on what this world can offer. And as the adversities and hardships of this life, as as the Bible makes clear, come upon us, it's almost astounding how the blindness of humanity takes these tragedies and instead of running to God for help, they see these tragedies as a rallying cry for us to come together as the human race and make this world a better place. That with the fortitude of the human spirit and our determination, we can improve this world and make it better. You've heard that kind of rhetoric many times before, but notice how how they leave Jesus out of the picture or if they mention him, he's more on the sidelines like a cheerleader rooting us on or like a coach telling us how to make our lives here better. But all those kinds of hopes and dreams will disintegrate and burn. Build your hopes and dreams on the Lamb. Jesus Christ. Everything that this world offers, all its hopes, will one day be gone. But the Lamb, the Lamb stands in that heavenly throne forever and ever. He delivers us out of this great tribulation, out of this world of sorrow and tears. That is the hope, the dream that is waiting for you and for me. For you see, this world, no matter how much it works together, cannot save itself. It cannot rescue itself. But rather, as we see the troubles and tribulations of this life, we cry out, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That, dear Christian friends, that is our rallying cry. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Dream of where the Lamb leads you. For you see, 
Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength belong to him, are his forever and ever. Dream of where the Lamb leads you. For he will deliver us, rescue us, bring us out of this time of tribulation and trouble, bring us safely to our heavenly home, dressed in those white robes, standing before the throne of our God and Savior. That, that is our dream that will not disappoint, our hope that will not give way. For he, he is the Lamb who delivers us from this present tribulation. But as we think about that, how could sinners like me, like you, how could someone like us ever have a white robe? All of our righteous acts, the best that we do of themselves, are still filthy rags, stained, polluted, and corrupted by our sinfulness. How could we ever dream of being in heaven? You know the answer, dear Christian. Because of the Lamb. Because of the Lamb. Even as as we hear in the text here, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Our own scrubbing, our own efforts and striving cannot get out even the smallest stain of our sin. In fact, our own efforts to make ourselves right before God just grinds in that filth all the more until we start thinking, well, maybe it's good enough. Our own efforts fail. And the tribulations of this world should hammer that into us all the more. That we cannot make ourselves right before God. We cannot save ourselves. But the blood of the Lamb, that makes all the difference. Without the Lamb, all is hopeless, no matter what kind of dreams we might have. But His blood, the Lamb's blood, washes your robes whiter than snow, whiter than any detergent or bleach could ever get them. For the Lamb's blood is the blood of our God, Jesus Christ. His holy, sinless blood cleanses you from all sins. His righteous blood covers you with that perfection, that, 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 that holiness that God requires. And how precious that blood is, which He actually gives to you to drink in the Lord's Supper. For there He promises you, just as He promised you back at your baptism, that his blood washes you clean. Dream of where the Lamb leads you. For he has dressed you in blood-washed robes. In heaven it will be said of you, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Dream of where the Lamb leads you. And notice how that gives us, in, uh, gives us that, that courage and that out-of-the-world strength to bear up under the tribulations of this life and to press forward faithfully following the Lamb, 
faithfully following him no matter how hot the sun of this dreary desert is. For we know where he is leading us. Our hopes and dreams are not built on what this world can offer. Rather, they are built on the blood of the Lamb, on the white robes that he has given us, washed in his blood, free of sin stain. So no matter what you are going through, no matter how great the tribulation, know, know that the Lamb is greater He is wiser. He is stronger. And so don't let the hardships of life get you down. Dream of where the Lamb is leading you. Don't let the difficulties of a day make you give up. Dream of where the Lamb is leading you. And don't let sin deceive you so that you stray away. Dream of where the Lamb leads you. Follow him, listen to his voice, serve and obey him, for look at where he leads you. You will be before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over you. Never again will you hunger, never again will you thirst. The sun will not beat upon you nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be your shepherd. He will lead you to springs of living water and God will wipe every tear from your eyes. Dream of where the Lamb leads you. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.